0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 15. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: I love that about Calvary Chapel at that time. They... Um They would, many, most of the songs coming out of Calvary Chapel music, I think it was called Maranatha music at the time, right? Um, they, They would, their songs came right out of the scriptures. Like this particular song, Lord, how they increase that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many are they that say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head, my glory and the lifter of my head, my glory and the lifter of my head. Remember that? It's kind of like a Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it was like a Jewish song. It was. I used, to, I used to love that. I think that's one of the things that attracted me to Calvary Chapel was just the purity, I think, in worship. And taking the words from the scriptures and putting them to song. So David um, is upset. He's hurt that none of his own countrymen are with him as he leaves Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, you got your pen? Psalm 41, Psalm 61, Psalm 62, Psalm 63, also written during this time that David uh flees from Absalom his son. Psalm 41, 61, 62, and 63. So David said to Tai the Gittite in verse 19, Why are you also going with us? Go back and stay with Absalom. You've been driven out of your own country. And David said in verse 20, as a matter of fact, you only came yesterday. Take your brother back and and God bless you. And David said, Itai, I don't want to drag you into this. And you endure all this. I appreciate your loyalty. Go back and be with the king. And Itai is going to say, that's exactly what I intend to do. You are the king. Verse 21, Itai said, as the Lord lives And as my lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or in life, even there also your servant will be. You see, this is a Gittite. Are y'all getting this? This is a Gittite. This is not um, an Israeli. This is not a Jew. This is a, a Philistine man from Gath who has come to believe in the living God. And interesting that David's son becomes his enemy and his enemies... Become his friends. Really interesting how that's happening here. I titled this sermon A Friend in Need because right now, Ittai is a gift from God to David. He's a, he's a real gift from God. He's a real friend to David. I mean, think about it. One of your sons is trying to kill you. Your son is driven out or has, has driven you out of the place that you live, Jerusalem. His trusted friends have turned against you, him, and joined with his son. So, As you read the psalm, you can see that David is really discouraged. Those psalms I listed for you, you can see that he's really discouraged. And right now, he can use a friend. And Atai, he is that friend. But isn't it just like God to send an Atai just when you're discouraged? Atai says to David, Listen, I'm with you. As God lives, I'm with you. David, in life or in death, I'm with you. Verse 23 and 22 and 23, David said to Atai, Okay, since you put it that way, go and cross over. And then Atai and all of his men and all the little ones who were with him crossed over. Notice the people wept and they crossed over and the king crossed over the brook Kidron. By the way, saints, got your pen? This is the first mention of the brook Kidron in the Bible. The first mention. Kidron, if you're taking notes, means black. It means black. As a Jewish historian, you know, I quote him fairly frequently. His name is Josephus. And Josephus tells us that during the Passover, Jews came from all over the known world to celebrate the Passover and to offer sacrifices. And from Herod's temple, there was a 35-mile pipeline that came from Judea and washed the blood of 100,000 bulls and 200,000 lambs Down into the Kidron. The priests were busy sacrificing and slaughtering. When the priests were done, they were literally covered in blood, animals' blood, covered in, because they were sacrificing and slaughtering thousands, tens of thousands of animals. Animals, they're busy, uh, sacrificial animals, they're busy from, from dawn to dusk slaughtering and sacrificing animals. So even in David's day, when the tabernacle was set up, blood was flowing into the brook Kidron and the water looked black from blood. And can you imagine what that smelled like? Just awful. Fast forward, John chapter 18, Jesus stepped over this same brook. Y'all know the story, don't you? Jesus stepped over this same brook and he looked down and he saw water mingled with blood. And in my sanctified imagination, I got to wonder if he thought in just a few hours, Jesus, he would be the lamb that was sacrificed this Passover. And from his side, blood and water would flow as the soldiers would thrust a spear in his side while he was on the cross. Got to wonder. So verse 23 is the first mention of the brook Kidron in the Bible. Notice in verse 24. Okay, let's read verse 24 through 37. And let me see if I can get this done in 10 minutes. All right. All right. Look at verse 24. Y'all don't think I can do it, do you? I know you don't. I know I, I, know I can. Yes, I can. Because I can do all things through Christ. And I will. I'll just read it and say verse 37, let's have prayer, see y'all. I'll do it, don't, don't test me, I'll do it. Look at verse 24, there was Zadok also, and all the Levites with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God, and they set down the ark of God, and Abathar, or Abiathar, went up until all the people had finished crossing over from the city. And then the king said to Zadok, carry the ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back and show me both it and his dwelling place. But if he says thus, I have no delight in you, David, here I am. Let him, God, do to me as seems good to him. The king also said to Zadok the priest, are you not a seer? Return to the city in peace and your two sons with you. Ahenomaz your son, and Jonathan, the son of Abiathar. See, I will wait in the plains of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. Therefore, Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem and they remained there. And so David went up to the ascent, underline this in your Bibles. David went up to the ascent of the Mount of Olives and he wept as he went up and he had his head covered and he went barefoot and all the people who were with him covered their heads and they went up weeping as they went up. And then someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Now it happened when David had come to the top of the mountain where he worshiped God. There was Hushai, the archite, coming to meet him with his robe torn and dust on his head. And David said to him, if you go with me, then you will become a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I was your father's servant previously, so I will now also be your servant, then you may defeat the council of Ahithophel for me. And do you not have Zadok and Abiathar, the priest, with you there? Therefore, it will be that whatever you hear from the king's house, you shall tell Zadok and Abiathar, the priest, indeed they have there with them their sons. Ahinamaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son, and by them you shall send me everything you hear. And so Hushai, David's friend, underline that please, David's friend went into the city and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Saints, stop right there, give me your attention. A lot of priests knew that Absalom was... Usurping the throne and all the Levites came with Zadok carrying the Ark of God. Verse 25 tells us the king said to Zadok, carry the Ark of God back into the city. And if I king, the King David, and if I find favor in God's eyes, then he'll bring me back to Jerusalem and I'll see the Ark again and I'll see the habitation of the Lord. But in verse 26, if God says, I have no delight in you, here I am that God do to me as seems good to him. Doesn't that sound like Job? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I I think I hear that. This is trust. Total trust in the Lord. Whatever he does is right. You know, so often our lives are wrapped up in what he does. What he, like, like the what he does God. What he does God. God is God. And he does whatever he pleases. That's a definition of sovereignty. David is saying, my need is for the Lord and not for the gold box, the ark. And if God lets me get back to Jerusalem, great, and if not, great. Well, the king, in verse 27, said to Zadok the priest, are you a seer? Return to the city in peace with your boys, and I will wait in the wilderness until I hear from you. Therefore, Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they stayed there. And David, in verse 30, I had you underline this went to the Mount of Olives and cried while walking up the mountain. David, listen, is ascending and descending at the same time. David is ascending and descending at the same time. He's ascending physically. He's going up the mountain, but he is descending spiritually. At this point, David is brokenhearted. I mean, this is the most brokenhearted moment in his life. David went to the Mountain of Olives. By the way, same place. If you've been to Israel with us, you can picture this in your mind, can't you? Remember, we would stand on the Mount of Olives, and we would look over the Kidron Valley, and we would see the East Gate. Uh, On the side of the Mount of Olives uh, is the Garden of Gethsemane. So this is the same place. Uh David, you might want to say that David and Jesus are walking the same tracks. Only 1500 years between. David ascends the Mount of Olives, same place Jesus was betrayed. Same place of the last supper, same place of the garden of Gethsemane. Think about it. Jesus and David walked the same path up the Mount of Olives. Jesus and David suffered for sin. Jesus suffered for our sins. And David suffered for his own sin. David went up weeping and mourning. And I believe this is true repentance. Look at verse 31. Then someone told David, Ahithophel is with them. And David said, oh Lord, turn the counsel into foolishness. David prayed, God, this time, please turn his counsel into foolishness. Remember, the people thought Ahithophel's wisdom and counsel was directly from God. So David is saying, Lord, Maybe even just this time. Turn his counsel into foolishness. I was reading something this morning. Said this. Really interesting. The queen mother of Scotland. Was heard to say. That she feared the prayers of John Knox. More than an army of fighting men. She feared the prayers of John Knox. More than an army of fighting men. That tells us. Something of the power of prayer. Something of the power of prayer. David said, Lord, please allow Ahithophel, to his counsel, to become foolishness. Psalm 55 is about Ahithophel. But David was sad because they were friends and they walked in the house of God together. Psalm 41, verse 7 through 9. Reads this, all who hate me whisper together against me. Against me they devise my hurt and evil disease. They say cling to him. And now that he lies down, he will rise up no more. Even my own familiar, look saints, even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. He's talking about Ahithophel, Psalm 55, 12 through 14. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it, nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man my equal, my companion, my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and we walked to the house of God in the company. You know that that, that, that something uh, 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 about ministry that that you absolutely never 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 get used to as a pastor even or somebody in ministry or some some area of leadership, you never get used to pouring your life into someone uh visiting their grandmother who's sick in the hospital, uh burying their grandfather or, or their, their 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 mother or, or a family member going to the hospital at a birth or dedicating um, the children in the family and you partake of people's lives. This is, you know, ministry is a two-edged sword. You love to hate it, really. Because you minister to them and you pour into them and, and you care for them and you pray for them and you walk in the house together and then they stab you in the back. And then they hurt you. That's the reality of ministry. That's why I can tell you right now, if God has not called you to ministry, you don't want to be in ministry. You don't because it takes, it takes a calling from God. It takes an anointing from God. It takes a steadfastness from God for you to be able to continue moving down the path of service with joy and confidence in God when, when, when you're pouring your life into people and they hurt you and he stabbed you in the back. And, and, and this is what David is feeling right now. David's saying, look, if it was somebody that I didn't know, then it would be no problem. If it was somebody I didn't, didn't know, didn't have a relationship with, didn't care for, there would be no problem. But the problem is it was you, my friend that we walked in the house of the lord together we fellowship together we ate together we had a communion together we shared scripture together we had potlucks together we you, you came over my house and i came over your house and and we fellowship as families together and, and 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 you hurt me and you stabbed me in the back that's what david is feeling from not only absalom but also from Ahithophel. It happens all the time. Notice in verse 32, he came up. Here's what I want you to see, saints. He came up to the top of the mountain and he worshiped God. Listen, this is the hardest, darkest time of David, David's life. He's weeping, angry, betrayed. Kingdom is falling before his eyes. His sin is ever before him with Bathsheba. He comes to the top of the mountain. He looks back at Jerusalem and he worships. I said this before. When you're going through something, it's really hard to worship God, isn't it? And I've also told you that when you're going through something, church is the best place to be, but the hardest place to get. Best place to be, hardest place to get. When you're going through something, don't stay away from church. Because again, that's what the enemy wants to do isolate you. Stay away from church so that you can't hear. You'll never get healing. You'll never hear a word from God if you stay away from church. Come to church. Be angry. Be be angry with God. Look, you being angry with God does not upset God. Amen. God's not going, oh, man, I don't know. What what am I going to do now? The earth is tilting on his axis. He's angry with me. It's not going to upset God. God loves you still. Church, the hardest place to be, my best place to be, hardest place to get. David's life is falling apart. And notice he doesn't go back to the world. And notice he doesn't find himself a drink. He finds himself before God on his knees in worship. He's on top of the mountain worshiping God. And God sends David, an old friend, Hushai, the archite. Look at verse 32. Hushai is an older gentleman. And he comes to David mourning, clothes are torn, dust on his head. He's heartbroken over what has happened uh, with Absalom and the kingdom. And when you're going through something, listen, it's nice to have a Hushai. Hushai is a friend who is there in the dark, difficult days and mourns with you. And maybe he's not the counselor that Ahithophel was, giving great wisdom, and maybe he didn't have all the right words, but sometimes just being there is enough. Just sitting there and saying nothing. Am I right about it? Just sitting there and saying nothing. Be a Hushai. What would you learn in church tonight? Pastor said, be a Hushai. Who's was a Hushai. Bushai is a guy that came alongside David and was just a friend to David. He didn't have great wisdom from God, but he was just a friend. Just being a friend. The Bible has so much to talk about. The Bible talks about a friend. I actually did a little word study on this word, "friend," friendship, friendly. The Bible mentions the word friend a hundred times. A hundred times. The Bible has much to say about friends. Proverbs 27.6. Faithful are the wounds of a what saints friend. Proverbs eighteen twenty four. A man who has friends must be what saints friendly. I like that. This person by the name of E. McKenzie said some people make enemies instead of friends because it's less trouble. Isn't that true? Somebody once wrote, "Those who are close to us rub off on us and change us." First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good morals. Proverbs thirteen twenty. He who walks with wise men will be wise. A gentleman by the name of Samuel L. Johnson, not Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Johnson. <laughs> Amen. Did you hear me? Wrote, One should keep his friendship in constant repair. Rodney Finch said, Never lend your friends money, you'll never get it back. Okay. <laughs> David, <laughs> David, notice, can use a friend. He can use a friend. And David has a friend in Hushai. To, uh, chite. Look at verse 37. Jump over to verse 37. Tells us Hushai is the king's friend. This word friend is not the typical word for friend. This word means someone who counsels in secret. First Chronicles twenty seven thirty three tell us Ahithophel was the king's counselor. Hushai was the king's companion. He was a man who stayed close to David and David's friend. Now, obviously, Hushai offered to travel with David. And David said, if you go with me in verse 33, you're going to be a burden to me. Probably because most scholars believe Hushai was older, probably about 80 years old and probably moving slow. And David said, you could be much better help to me if, look at verse 34, you go back to the city and say to Absalom, I'll be your servant, just like I was your dad's servant. Then you'll defeat this council. How? Because now David has ears near Absalom and Ahithophel to know what their plans are. So Hushai went back to Absalom's court to spy, like the first mention of espionage. Like Hushai is like the Jason Bourne of the Old Testament. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a spy. Just a lot going on up here, y'all. Verse 35. God gave David another friend in Zadok and Abathar, the priest. David said to Hushai, Zadok and Abathar, the priest, are with you. Now, David says, Hushai, Whatever you hear about Absalom's plans, tell Zadok and Abathar. Y'all stay with me here. I'm almost done. Tell Zadok and Abathar and they will get the message to their sons and their sons will come and tell me who shy did everything that David asked with no questions and submission. Talking about that on Sunday. Yes. Submission. So important.